let's freaking go. The playoffs are here. Andy's here. I'm here. We have a lot to get to a little bit later. We have some low-key quarterback plays of the week that you will enjoy. We're also going to give you your playoff predictions. But at the beginning of every episode, we start with one general topic where we look at each and every one of you to give your guys' expertise opinion to us. And Andy, today's general question is, have you ever set up as a vendor at a card show? And fail. I'm I'm a complete <laughs> failure when it comes to this category. But I understand this. I'm aware that I absolutely need to get out to uh, card shows, more card shows, and set up a table. Like, I want to actually go to the card show, set up a table, network, negotiate, bring my cards and make some cash deals, avoid the 12% eBay fees and uncertainty around, like, you know, transaction or final. You get to physically inspect this card from top to bottom, front to back, as much as you want, right in front of me, and let's make a deal. Maybe even a trade. Like, I'm I'm open to some of the tradings as well. And you just went to a card show this past weekend, Carter, and I find it fascinating when you actually set up a table what you can accomplish. So comment down below because it was my first ever time. We know we have a bunch of really diehard hobbyists. Give us not only if you have, but also if you are a successful vendor, give us your best tips for people that are interested in doing this. Now, Andy, I've been to quite a few card shows, and this was the first ever time that I've actually set up as a vendor. Now, we'll, I'll share more in the outtakes a little bit later what made this experience unique to me. But this card show was the Arklatex card show in North Louisiana. Shout out to Ty, Sean Michael, Wade, um, and everybody there that uh, had me set up there. I was also there to interview athletes for my LSU football YouTube channel, and there were athletes there signing. But I was also as a vendor. I do think it's important to have somebody extra with you as a vendor because there is theft. There are times where you want to go around and look at the other showcases. So it's important to have somebody else there with you. Um, whether they are interested in cards or not is a different story. But if you do have a buddy, give them a good, a good card, pay them, do whatever. I had a close friend go with me, and it made it a lot easier. That would be my one big tip. And my second big tip is do it. I, I really enjoyed it, right? Um, and you get really good deals. Um one deal was made by a vendor just sitting right next to me, a Barry Sanders autograph card. Um, he actually gave it to me for some PHL merch, which was kind of wild to me. But he, he he knew that you know I was sharing a story about Barry or whatever. But setting up at a show, I highly recommend you doing it. Now, of course, you need inventory. You need things that people would be interested in and also the market you're in. I have a lot of LSU cards, so I know in North Louisiana, there's going to be a lot of LSU buyers. So that's also very important, but I do think once again, it depends on the price. It depends on, you know, when you can get to the show, how many days the show actually is, but I do think Andy, it is worth setting up at a card show. Do you feel that it would be advantageous or do you feel you'd have an advantage at a card show? Say if you bought a box like this and this is full of base mosaic Justin Jefferson cards, right? Really hyped up guy in the playoffs now, but it's his base cards and I could really only sell these on eBay for a couple dollars a piece. And when you add in overhead and the fees, you really eat into a lot of any type of profit margin. It's a lot of work. Now, if I brought this whole box to a card show, 
Do you think that people at the card show, other dealers, maybe um, customers and, and buyers, shoppers would be interested in like making a, some type of bundle deal on stuff like this? Yes. And I also think, and, th- and this is very key as well. I also think they are good freebies, right? Like if, uh, for instance, if someone bought for me, I included a Justin Jefferson, a Joe Burrow, or like a, a lower end auto of like a current LSU player. I love giving extras, right? Because, you know, when people buy, they might have other kids with them and you're giving like cards out to kids. I think that's always good if you're a dealer. Just have some base cards that you give to kids. I gave out so many. I brought um, a, a big box of them. Um, this was actually a, an extra box that I bought, and it has like a bunch of like, uh, like a like a lower end Joe Burrow card like that, right? What it's like maybe two or three bucks off eBay makes a kid's day. Um, so yeah, you know it's easier to to get those bundle deals because other dealers want to do the same thing. And they want to give out like little extras. It's also important to always have a dollar box there where people can search through. And I also think it's smart in that dollar box to put a random $5 card in there, a $10 card in there. Or if that person finds it, you know, it's it, it makes them feel wonderful, wonderful about life. Um, even if you only sell it for, you know, a dollar, it makes them more interested to look at some of the other stuff that you may have in your showcase. But most people don't want to dig through boxes. And this is another vantage point as someone that has never been the dealer. I just when I went from table to table trying to sell some of my inventory or trade it, they just weren't as interested to go through all my stuff. Um as they would be if I was just set up because a lot of other dealers kind of like the Barry Sanders deal. He saw that I was also like a dealer. If you, I'm not like a real big time dealer. It made it easier. It honestly made it easier to make deals that you had your own setup with your own thing, just set out. Uh, Because if people keep walking around and they just keep looking at it, they're like, they're just going to keep going back to it. If you're carrying around a case you know, you don't have that same visual. So, mm-hmm. so I, I do think it, it it's, it's worth it. And it does make it easier to make like a deal on like some smaller base cards as well. Yeah. You mo- you're also motivating those kids to tell their friends, Hey, this guy's got five, $10 card stashed in the box, man. Right. Go, go hunting, go mining. That's like the kid's dream right there. I remember when I was a kid going to the card shop, hunting in their one and $5, bit, or even as an adult, when I, the last time I did go to a card shop, that's like I went directly to the guy's giant football card box to see what he was devaluing in there, like what he thought was, you know, a dollar or five dollar card. And he, I actually ended up finding like a couple silver prism, Travis Kelsey, like different stuff that I knew was worth a lot more than a dollar that I was paying for them. Yeah. So please, we need your expertise because Andy's never done it. I am a first timer. And once again, it was a very unique experience because I also had to bring my camera and set up and, and do a show from there, like an actual like YouTube show. So it, w- it was a little bit different for me than just being a full-time dealer. We know we have a bunch of really smart people that have been in this hobby way longer than we have. Comment down below if you're just listening to this. Shoot us a message on Twitter or Instagram if you have any tips. We'll happily share with our wonderful football audience. Now, before we get into our playoff predictions and some other uh, card buying opportunities, Andy, we got to let the people know about the card shop live, baby. 
Oh, yeah, man. Incredible live streaming, uh, box breaks, singles, auctions, and original hobby content, guys. And really cool thing, we are doing a, a – we have a description in the link below. So, first of all, I'll tell you guys how to sign up. We have a link in the description below that you click on. It'll take you there to sign up. And the Car Shop Live will know that you signed up through our link and you will be entered into a giveaway and also get a small credit in your account to go ahead and get your – uh, card shop live journey kicked off with and check it out their web app uh, and their phone app is incredible and we will be collaborating in the near future with uh, some folks from over there that's really exciting so make sure you guys check that out link in the description below card shop live baby make sure once again you've got to click the link down below okay now before we get into some of our plays of the week looking at some quarterbacks that have already Got their bags packed to Malibu. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> I, I just love the look on your face. You're like, Malibu? When, when are we going to Malibu? Uh, but uh, let, let's, let's give our playoff predictions now, Andy. Um, I, uh, I am going to roll with, I, I know it's kind of weird saying this, my Bengals. I think Joe's going to get the job done this year. And I am going to predict Bengals versus the uh, God, who are we rolling with here let's go let's go Bengals and justin jefferson and the vikings kirk cousins shocks the world in primetime games let's go Bengals vikings in the big one man if if that's the case we may finally see kirk cousins rookie card values get the respect <laughs> that they they should arguably be due but um, but yeah, man, interesting prediction. I will say the Bengals do have uh, an upper edge right now against a, a couple of these teams, and especially Kansas City. So I'd be very interested to see how the seeding works out between Buffalo, Miami, and then Jacksonville and the Chargers. But Jacksonville and the Chargers are both. I think this is probably besides the Tampa Bay game because you know I'm a Tampa Bay you know lifer. Besides the Tampa Bay game, I think this Jacksonville Chargers game is so interesting because these these teams are so close. Plus, you have you know Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Herbert, uh, right. two of the hottest guys in in the hobby going back to you know their rookie season. So um, yeah, I am I am actually you know I don't know if it's like you know maybe maybe I should go with the uh, the homerism here too. You went with Cincinnati versus Minnesota. I should go with Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think they're going to be playing uh, Buffalo. I think Buffalo is is actually going to get there. They're, you know, Naheem Hines kickoff returns. I mean, you see how uh, shook up Josh Allen was. I think that team is is. I don't know, man. They're just they're they're riding on some Demar Hamlin magic or something. They they, it's going to be interesting. Uh, And there's not a whole lot of like analytical. I guess statistical analysis around that. I'm kind of going with my home team versus Buffalo, and they, cause they've been so hungry to get to this Super Bowl for the last three years that I think they finally break through and get there. So, yeah, I think if Tua was playing, I mean, that would be like one to seven, the strongest like quarterback collection we've ever seen in one playoff series. Um, obviously, Lamar's health is is mixed in there as well. So from a hobby perspective, it is very juicy on the AFC side with, you know, football cards. Um, in the NFC, I mean, it's it's very interesting, right? Jalen Hurts, Geno Smith, Brock Purdy, 
Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, and then we get Brady, and then we get Dak, and Dak is playing like trash right now. So honestly, you know, the only real uh, <laughs> question on I, I just laughed because like Brady might actually get Tampa Bay to the to the big game here. Um, it would not shock me if Tampa Bay actually makes this run. Um, and we all know the Cowboys are going to lose this game, even though they are slightly favored. So I like those picks. Let us know what you think also in the comments section. But Andy, from a hobby perspective outside of, you know, the AFC versus NFC quarterbacks, what really stands out to you in that playoff field? Yeah, I, so I'm looking at our players tab here on our uh, Keep em Football Card Prices web app. This is tracking all graded football card sales through eBay. And what this shows me is that Joe Burrow right now is incredibly hyped up. He His values are going up arguably the most across any of these guys. And he's a guy that already you know has been climbing in value the past several weeks. But you can see he's leading the charge here by over 140 graded rookie card sales in the past week and that's over trevor lawrence at 425 and then justin herbert at 366 and then jalen hurts at 208 and uh so you can see him leading that charge there's a lot of people believing that he will get back to the big game and he's playing so incredibly well right now the favorable matchup against the ravens uh so his his prices are going up a lot and he's getting a lot of demand which leads to price increase but if I look at the most uh, sold cards in the past 30 days, I'm actually seeing a lot of new buyers for Justin Herbert now that he's actually made the playoffs and the first time in his career, right? And you got Herbert as one, two, three of the of the top eight most sold graded football cards in the past 30 days. I think the most fascinating AFC quarterback here, I, obviously, you know, Burrow Herbert, we get that. I do think it's Josh Allen, though, because, you know, the gap in the, the gap between Allen and Lamar Jackson has always been so interesting. They came out in the same class. Um, so there's always that Josh Allen just his prices get so high sometimes that it seems as if like Super Bowls and MVPs are already baked in to his price. Right. When I see, you know, rookie ticket auto PSA 10s for Allen go in the 6K range. Can that go up any more than it already is? Like, I think that I think that's very fascinating. So I think, you know, from a Bills perspective, if Josh Allen was to get in the Super Bowl, Andy, I would be very fascinated to see how much higher his football cards could actually go. Yeah, I am too. And I think they can go higher only because when I compare Josh Allen to Patrick Mahomes, which um, coincidentally, Patrick Mahomes has a higher pop count on take his optic, for example. His oh, base optic PSA 10 is a thousand dollar card. And sure, that is down from the all-time high of Patrick Mahomes back in you know Super Bowl time of 2020 or even championship game time of 2021, you know, but but he has actually increased quite a bit. This, this card's up 12%. It's got a very healthy demand, it's got a healthy uh population. And you look at the Josh Allen optic from 2017 to 2018, there wasn't a really a big jump in print run like we saw from 2019 to 2020 or even 2020 to 2021. There were big jumps in both numbers of variety plus print run. And in 2017, 2018, we did, there wasn't that. So, um, you know, to see this big of a difference between Josh Allen and Mahomes, 
This is just because I think Mahomes is the clear uh, favorite for MVP now. He beat everybody in passing yards by over 500 yards, plus they clinched that number one seed, and they are the favorites right now. But if Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills beats them out uh, somehow and, and makes it to the Super Bowl, I do think Josh Allen's cards could go up. It's going to be hard to to know how much they could potentially go up, uh, but I do think that they definitely go up a little bit. Yeah, I, th- I think so, too. It's just crazy. You know, he's lived up to this hype. And it's interesting, and, and, and it's very important to remember this. Josh Allen had one of the best two-game playoff runs we've seen in NFL history. Um, I mean, last year he was so, like, you could make the case, how much better can a quarterback actually play than he did versus, you know, the Chiefs and uh, the the Patriots, Bill Belichick, the, you know, the greatest defensive coach of all time. He scored on every possession. And then next week, you know, he, he gave uh, 13 seconds. That's it's all you needed, 13 seconds, and they couldn't get it done. So, yeah, I mean, if he plays as well as he did and he actually does make the Super Bowl, I agree. I think it can go up. It's just, you know, I, I, I kind of hope it does, Andy, because I know a lot of people that have spent money on him and have bought him at such ridiculously high prices. So, yeah, it's it's going to be fun to see if Josh can actually, you know, get the job done. And I think from the NFC perspective, Andy, that's very fascinating. The quarterback that stands out to me is Dak. Um, you know, Dak is not playing well right now. I think he can be an elite processor. I think he can be, you know, a really good quarterback. But Man, the way he played versus Washington this last week gives me a sour taste in my mouth. And something else that's very interesting is the Cowboys, when they play on grass, they're a different team than when they play on turf. Well, they're going to Tampa, another grass field. So, Andy, I I, I guess my question for you would be, do you think the hobby has ever really just grabbed a hold uh, of Dak as a true QB1? Uh, They did back at the beginning of the 2020 season. There was a ton of hype, but what happened? He broke his ankle and missed the rest of the season. Uh, And so that injury hurt his stock. And then he came back and he's never really been quite the same. He's never got back to that hype level. He's never really performed quite the same. He definitely hasn't rushed the ball as much as he used to. Um, And his performance is is very much up and down and it's very much tied to how deep are they going to make it in, in the playoffs? I could definitely see his cards go up if they make it, but it's got to be like a championship game. It's got to be deep. You know, it's got to be deep, Carter. I don't think this initial uh, wild card round, if they beat the Bucks, I don't. I think it'll go up just a touch, but it's not going to really appreciate much compared to where they're at now. And you can even see that in the past 30 days, the base Donruss uh, PSA 10 from Jared Goff has sold more than – the Dak Prescott. Granted, the Jared Goff has a lower resale value of around thirty dollars, and the the uh, the Dak around eighty two. But still, I mean, that that's kind of where Dak is at right now. If you compare this to Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry is actually up there with the same resale values as Dak Prescott. So that just goes to show you, man. That's kind of wild to me. I, I still love that people have respect for King Henry like that. But you're not going to win if Josh Dobbs is your quarterback, right? So uh, very interesting stuff there. Now, before we move on here, we're going to have a lot of outtakes for you. We talked a lot uh, before the mic uh, actually started getting hot. Um, I do want to shout out the Fantasy Football 
Card Quest and the Football Card Quest Network. We are growing. Andy, you're still putting out dope content. And if you want more detailed breakdowns, patreon.com slash football cards, baby. Yeah, check it out, guys. We have a, a, a rapidly growing Discord. It's, it's very active, and we probably have like 15 different channels in there. we got some fun games going on in there, a lot of collaboration and uh, discussing back and forth. I mean, like pretty much 24-7, like there's always some guys in there chopping it up. Um, and then, yeah, I put out bonus written content on Patreon every week where I dig in deep on one specific guy and present a variety of their listings that I would actually myself target. And I share my thought process um, for the community. And then, yeah, you get access to the web app and we do a monthly giveaway and, and all kinds of other good stuff. So definitely check that out. It's, I mean, you'll, you'll way exceed the, the value you get just based on the very nominal fee that, that it is per month and everything. So something else we've been doing, if you are watching this right now, we do premieres of this video. So um, make sure you stay tuned. You can actually chat with other football card questers. It's free whenever we do a YouTube premiere. So that's why I got to make sure you got the notifications on. So I enjoy it. Hector always kills it in the chat. Uh, we sometimes see Jonathan Taylor cards in there as well. We absolutely love the discourse while the episode actually plays. Now, we get into the hobby tip of the week. Andy, mine's going to be brief here really quickly, and it kind of goes on with the you know the first um, topic of today is setting up at card shows and just in general going to card shows. I think it is the best part of the hobby. The more I think about it, the more I think it is the best. In-person fellowship is crazy. Um what people don't know is that you and I have never met. We've never been in the same room together. Uh, we met actually, I've made mutual friends through this friendship that we have with Brad Nolan, who's a big fan of ours. Uh, I got to meet with him and hang out with him in Chicago and his lovely wife. And he is one of the coolest people I've ever met. So, you know, you build these connections and you never actually get to see these people in person. That's the fun part. So go to shows. It is a lot of fun yes there's theft yes there are sometimes boxes full of cards that aren't even close to comps and dealers don't want to come down yeah that could be frustrating but it's still better than searching ebay and not being able to see every minor defect of the card andy if the card is right there in your hand there's no excuses right you you could still look up comps you could still you know do whatever you could put the card down Walk around, look at comps, look at other cards, and then come back to it. It might be gone, but, you know, I do think the in-person experience is always the best experience. And what's also pretty cool about card shows is if you do want to get a big deal done, if you do want to buy a higher-end card, well, more than likely you're not going to get shanked in that room. So it's uh, it's also a very, you know, safe experience. Most card shows are like that. So I'm, I'm a big in-person guy just in general. So go to card shows. My hobby tip is going to be, if you can't go to card shows, right, and you're selling through eBay, you know, when you get a package in your hands, what, what's the first thing you do once you get that card out? A lot of times you're trying to you're trying to pick with your fingernail, get that blue tape off of the top loader, right? 
So this hobby tip is going to be a uh, shout out to Mick Snow 21. He's a patron member. He posted okay. this in our eBay tips and tricks channel of our discord server. Uh, so I'm going to share this with, with all with you guys. He creates a little tab, just like an eighth of an inch tab on the bottom of the, of the painter's tape so that you can easily grab onto it there and peel it right off. There's wow. no digging at it. If, if you don't have fingernails, it's okay. You can still get this tab off. I know a lot of us guys keep our fingernails trimmed extremely short down to the nubs, and it can be really hard to get that blue <laughs> painter's tape off, especially if it's if it's a little stickier variety. Uh, but this little tab just, man, may, you know, makes it super easy to get off and just a, a nice little hobby tip for you guys. I love that. I never thought of that. That's so cool. What's, wh which patron was this? McSnow21. McSnow. I Mick love Snow. it, man. He calls it a buddy tab. A buddy tab. There we go. That's good. Um, so shout out to you. Shout out Kaladesi and everybody in the Discord. Now, before we get into the plays of the week, I want to give another shout out to Andy, a.k.a. Steve Aoki. He's got the new light show in the background. I was I was I was hoping we could go the full episode uh with without you know um mentioning it because it is so beautiful. It doesn't need an introduction, but I love it. Look at you. Huh? Huh? Uh. Oh my god. Look at that. I like that one. Look at that. Beautiful. Absolutely yeah yeah you know i gotta jazz it up it's it, i mean i love how it illuminates around the cards and stuff and it it um it adds a nice little flair man it's it's um it's, it's very very affordable we gotta we gotta probably hook up your little display back there carter i know i know um it's a it's 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 interesting i i i God, I just can't get over that. I love that you and, – and here's the thing. You're a super dad, man. You had to build a treehouse, and you had to build that. You had to get the lights out. That's I'm good. a builder, dude. I love building stuff. There you go. It's a, I, lo I love that inquisitive mind, baby. Um, now we get into plays of the week. Um, my play of the week is Kyler Murray, right? If for some reason – the Cardinals are able to convince Sean Payton to be their coach. Kyler Murray cards are going to go up. I, I have a tough time not believing that. Um, Kyler's dirt cheap right now. I was looking for him this past weekend. Ironically, the only big Kyler I have was bought at the same show, but months ago before this year, I'm still a believer. Yes. He's not affable. Yes. He, he he's had former teammates that are well-respected like Patrick Peterson that call him out. Um, yes, it was a tumultuous, dysfunctional end here with the Cardinals run of Cliff and Steve Kime. But if for some reason a big time coach goes there, watch out for Kyler Murray. I, I and and look, he's one of these guys that is when he's on, he's gonna have like these top two or three fantasy performances that will get people spiking his cards based on performance. So Look, I mean, rookie ticket auto PSA nine for you know three fifty, silver it's, prism, too. silver prism also, and it's I mean a burrow of that exact card is what two k three k I'm guessing minimum actually way more than that, uh so yeah I'm I'm still uh, a Kyler believer, not necessarily he's going to win like twelve Super Bowls 
He's still young. He's still got a big contract, and he's going to give you spiked weeks. So uh, Kyler, for me, is my play of the week. Uh, and, and check it out. Just from the firing of Cliff Kingsbury, his cards have just uh, bounced back just a tiny bit, but they're still so cheap. I mean, this if you go and look at his uh, base Donruss PSA 10, which is the most popular, almost has a, a 5,000 PSA 10 pop report. And, and look at the one-year chart. Like that card was, you know, a $100 card back in March and close to it coming into the season, you know, right or right around there. But it's just tanked since then. And it's bouncing back just a tiny bit here to like $30, 35 to $39 uh, uh, from the news. So I do see people, um, you know, re, re, um, uh, reestablishing their faith in Kyler Murray now that Cliff Kingsbury is fired. And I think he's just such a plus EV play. You know, we talk about plus EV moves. He's got such a high uh, um, probability of hitting based on his athletic profile. He's so explosive. He's so dynamic on the field uh, that, and he's got a lot of time. A 2019 rookie as a quarterback. I mean, the guy's got another 10, 15 years left in the league um, and uh, still a lot of time to drive some fear of missing out. And I think his cards do go up next year. So I, I love that play. Um uh, Love it, Carter. Love it, Carter. I think if you're making a playoff play now, my favorite one is still out of this Minnesota-New York game. I think you could pick either Daniel Jones or Kirk Cousins. I think both of their cards, from looking at the data, are still very undervalued. If you think one of these teams is going to advance, uh, which obviously one of them are going to advance, but um, it's interesting. I think Daniel Jones earns him a new contract next year with the New York Giants, and you've got to have a lot of confidence in Brian Dable. Maybe they now are in a situation to draft some receivers and some you know, deeper talent on their defensive secondary. Uh, and all of a sudden next year, under second-year head coach Brian Dable, who probably is going to win coach of the year, you've got Daniel Jones coming out firing on all cylinders. He's going to be hyped up in uh, September after finishing this year as one of the elite rushing quarterbacks of the league and also still being very accurate. And, and I, I'm still seeing like card prices for him, just very, very affordable. In fact, you can compare him to Kyler Murray. I think that's a great move to compare, see where these guys are at. And look, I mean, his base Donruss, and this is a guy in the playoffs on a big market team. If they advance, I think, this all of a sudden goes up to a 30, 40% increase. These cards start going up to 50, 60. If they advance again, watch out. You know, now you start to get up into that, that realm where, you know, Daniel Jones is putting up these 100 plus rushing yard performances, a couple touchdowns. And he's just doing this with, you know, him and Saquon Barkley as a focal point and a couple ragtag wide receivers. I mean, it, I think Giants fan base is, is uh, going to really start reaching out for some uh, more expensive Daniel Jones cards. So my Super Bowl pick earlier today was, you know, Bengals Vikings. Obviously, I'm very hopeful for that, right? Not going to happen. I mean, Minnesota's secondary is so bad. So that kind of adds into your Daniel Jones thing. Minnesota can make your quarterback look freaking amazing. And I hate it because there's a lot of LSU flavor in that secondary. Um so yeah, you know, I, I if if I if I have Daniel Jones cards, I'd make sure I get him listed because he could go off this week. I would also make sure I have my Saquon Barkley cards listed before this week because I do think Minnesota's defense is the worst left in the playoffs. So 
Um, there you go. Be very. I like you changed it to blue. I like that. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, the, the G men, baby. But I do agree. I think Daniel Jones will get that extension. And that is the power of Brian Dable. I, I said last year the Bills should fire McDermott and and uh, hire Brian Dable. Obviously, McDermott is still a great coach. I really just think Dable's a very special coach. And you're right, he's probably going to win coach of the year. So even though it should be Shanahan, still, um, Brian Dable did an amazing, amazing, amazing job. I would give so, one more play, Carter. High yeah, EV play, it, another one is Jalen Hurts, right? If you're looking for a team that has a clear edge and a high probability of advancing to the championship round with the way the seeding is done, uh, the Eagles are going to play the bottom seed so of, of one of these matchups. So it's likely that they'll play maybe Tampa, Dallas, maybe New York or Minnesota, depending on who advances, because San Francisco's got a clear edge over Seattle. So Depending on who makes it out of this wild card weekend, Philadelphia's got a pretty favorable matchup regardless, right? So I think they make it to the championship game. And if that's the scenario, then Jalen Hurts values definitely go up from where they're at. They flatlined the base prism PSA 10s like $130, $40 card. That's lower than the Herbert and Burrow. So we could see them make it to the big game. I think that's a plus EV play as well right now on Jalen Hurts because he has cooled off quite a bit after missing those two games. And um, and this past week is like just enough for them. And he threw that ugly pick six, too. So they did just enough to get that win for their seating and everything. Um, but uh, his market is definitely it's it's cooled off right now. I think it's it's an interesting play for immediate flip. Yeah. And once again, these are two Super Bowl windows for the Eagles. It is impossible to not see how good this roster is and not think that they won't be heavy favorites to win the NFC South again next year, or at least favorites to make the playoffs again next year. So if you do buy Jalen, let's just say they, they're one and done this year, they're bringing him back. I mean, there's no questions about it. He's been that good. Um, so, yeah, and, and once again, I'll keep saying it. You made – it's been probably one of your top five most profitable players for you, Andy. Um, Jalen. Jalen could play, man. He could play. I, I know – He's got the best supporting cast in the sport, but the dude can flat out freaking play football. And yeah, great show today. Once again, a lot coming up in the outtakes uh, from so many different angles. And don't forget, you better like this channel. I feel like we're uh, I feel like we're starting to hit something here. So uh, yes, comment down below. Have you ever been a vendor at a card show even if you haven't let us know if you're interested in doing it there's going to be a lot of people down there giving a bunch of tips and tricks if you do want to actually take the plunge and do it yes sir yes sir we appreciate you guys thanks for tuning in today and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already what are you doing we'll see you next time peace and one more thing dallas card show i'm going to be there this weekend Shoot me a oh. message. If you don't, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw it in the patron uh, group. If you're going to the Dallas Card Show, once again, I am at Carter the Power on all social media platforms. Just hit me up on there and we will connect. Until then, let's go. Yo. What up, man? What's up?
What's up? What's up? What's up? I can't wait to do today's show, man. Yeah, you pumped? Why? Well, I mean, I just had the uh, the best weekend in my hobby life this past uh, weekend at the Arklatex card show. Um, it was great. I actually filmed a lot of stuff. I'm going to send you. Um, I did a lot of first time things, and you can cut it, use it, anything you want. I did a whole like video on the like dci raw card review stuff interesting um yeah they were set up like right next to where i was set up um so just to give you like a quick if you're interested if you want me to share this with you um uh, do you want me to share this with please. you please yeah, yeah so, please yeah so it, it was a little bit weird for me because like i was there to do two separate things right so there were two elite recruits that signed with LSU. And now, you know, with NIL, they can, you know, autograph cards and make money now as uh, high school and collegiate players. And uh, they, so, you know, I was there to interview the athletes. So I had to do that. And then I also had a card set up for, you know, me to do some buying, trading and all of that. So it was a little bit different, you know, uh, it being in North Louisiana and, a lot of my viewers were also going there, not for cards, but just to, you know, meet the athletes and, and hang out with the channel. So it's a little bit of a different experience than like if you were just, you know, set up at a card show. But this was also the first time I had ever set up at a card show where I had a table and I had my cards displayed out. And I did not think it would be worth it. Right. I've never really thought I was like, OK, if I could just go around with my cards, it makes it, you know, easier because, you know, you don't have to pay for a booth and, and all of that. But it's totally worth it. If you really want to move cards and you have stuff that people really want, set up at a show. Set up. Um, Was this a big show? Like, how many tables were there? There were... Uh, hmm. At, at least, I don't know, I'll, I'll text the the, uh, the the owner of the show. He's really responsive. I, I would say probably like 50 to 100. It just depends. I mean, it was such a blur for me because I was so busy interviewing, and I had to edit the interview and get it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was tough because I didn't really get a chance to explore, like, every booth. But I, I would say probably anywhere, I would say – I guess 40 to 50 maybe uh, set up and it was um, it, it was it was a ton of fun, especially if it's a smaller show, I would set up uh, if it's a bigger show. You know, there's just so many more tables um, and like a bigger showcase is just going to drown you out. Um, and also is it expensive. Is it is it expensive to set up a table like at a show it, like this? So this one was. um to have one table, it was 50 bucks. Oh, that's not bad at all. And if you wanted a second table, um, like let's say like you had a huge showcase or whatever, it's 100 or something like that. And um, and and yeah, so it's it, it was totally worth it. And it was a little bit easier for me because um, because you know you know I I had like viewers at the show um 
but they weren't the ones buying for me. My my stuff was uh, relatively liquid because it was an LSU market and I have a bunch of LSU PC stuff. I know if I were to set up at the Dallas card show I'm going to this next weekend, it wouldn't be as liquid because like, um, like for instance, I sold one of my favorite Devin White cards. Well, I'm in Devin White country. The show was in North Louisiana where he's from. So people really want Devin White cards. Um, so yeah, it, it was, it, it, it made it a little bit easier, but if you really do have liquid stuff, and you have big burrows you want to unload, especially now uh, as we lean up, lean up into the playoffs. I think it is well worth it to set up at a card show, especially if you have football stuff in this January, December area, because people want to buy football. Football is is king right now. So I, I I'm going to try and do that every year now, just to make sure I can you know, liquidate like some of the, you know, the football collection uh, that, that I had. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, it, being a dealer at a card show um, gave me a newfound love for, uh, for what goes into it. Um, and yeah, it was, it, it was a lot of fun. It really was. Dude, everybody wanted football. And I know, I know I'm in Louisiana. So, you know, Louisiana is a football state. It's not, it's not an NBA state as much as I love my Pelicans, especially in like North Louisiana, because we were in the Northwest corner of Louisiana. So Shreveport, Bossier area, that's two hours from Dallas. So that's why, you know, DCI was there and, uh, and people were buying, man, lots of kids, you know, buying. And also something else that I learned, if a kid buys from your showcase and their dad pays for something, have something for the dad as well, right? Hmm. Because that ma- that makes both of them really happy. So, like, if a kid really wanted, like, um, a, a, so like Garrett Nussmeyer, right? he's a backup quarterback at LSU. He's played some. The, a kid really wanted one of my Garrett Nussmeyer cards. Well, the dad knows that, you know, Garrett Nussmeyer is really good, but he can transfer. There's a lot of different things can happen. So I would give him a Burrow-based card, or I would give him one of my PHL shirts. And that way, you know, he he feels really good about it and man you sweeten that deal brother <laughs> sweeten the deal but this is th- this worked okay so i am not a dad like you i am not a dad like you but what made the dad so happy is you, you know like whenever someone just sells a card they treat it as a business transaction i want to treat it as an experience right so if a kid uh, really wanted a, a nice card, right? Of course, I would sell it for less uh, because it's a kid or, or whatever. But also do this. Tell the dad, hey, has he been really good, right? So now the dad could say, hey, that guy sold it to you because I told him you were being good. So now you got to be good. <laughs> and, and so many dads lit up when I did that. They're like, oh, my God. I'm buying this card for my kid. He might chew on it later. He might drop it and the dog eat it, but I know he's going to be good now. And that makes him, you know, very happy. So I enjoyed being a dealer. I thought that was a different experience. I never thought of myself as a card dealer. I'm not, I'm not a brick and mortar. Uh, I'm proud of my collection. It's grown quite a bit. Um, But it's being a dealer at a card show will change how you view uh, the hobby. I did not think it would, uh, 
Uh, I thought I would not like it, but man, it was it was a ton of fun. It really was. We're we're gonna have to get a table in uh, at the national, man. Most definitely. Well, and and that's what I was, that's what I was, that's what I was going to talk to you about because uh, I don't I don't I don't like even it, it it's cool because like let's just say you go and you do set up like a like a table and it does cost money even if you don't make the money back there's a place where you can like set your stuff down there's a place where like let's just say you and I had a table at the national you can go and walk around and do whatever for an hour or so. And I could just stay and do all the deals and vice versa. It does make it a little bit easier for you. And um, you also have skin in the game yourself, right? Because it does make you, um, for me, I like when I went to this same show and I didn't have a setup, I was a little bit more laid back and I was carrying around my case and all that stuff. Um, but if you do set up as a dealer, you do there there are some benefits where other dealers like look at you as like an equal, right? They're like, okay, he also is set up here. He also put in the work for bringing all his stuff and and I have to bring all my camera equipment and all of that too. Um, so uh, my guy Will at Sports Cards or We Got Cards three one eight. He um. He actually gave me a card display. He just gave it to me. Oh, nice! That's awesome. And, and th- those help out too. When you have like a like a card display, it's harder for people to rob your cards as well. Um, I was so paranoid about that. And um, the guy who was putting on the show really wanted me to bring my my Tyron Matthew one on one black finite. I just couldn't do it, man. Because if that card got stolen, I would have I would have like jumped into an erupting volcano. But but yeah, man, I was. It, it was just. It, it was such a unique and fun experience. And now, going to Dallas, I'm not going to be set up at a card show. I'm going to be the hunter, if you will. I'm going to be the one, you know, carrying some stuff around. Also, on the prowl, on the prowl, baby. One final thing. This was strange. So, like, I wear my Liverpool hat on here um, because I know, like, I got all the LSU stuff in the background. But, you know, I have these Power Hour LSU hats, and somebody just really wanted some. And, you know, I, I brought some there to sell, and he just didn't – like, he had already bought, like, a few shirts and all of that. So he came up to me and said, hey, how many hats can I get for this Barry Sanders BGS uh, 10 autograph uh, card? And – he was like, can I get two hats and two shirts for that? And I was like, sign me up. <laughs> I've always wanted a Barry Sanders autograph card. Um, so that's the thing. You know, he was also a dealer and he was set up right next to me. And he was, he, 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 yeah, I talked to him quite a bit. He had a very good Bob Lilly collection, kind of random. But, uh, but he cut me, obviously, you know, I, he just really, you know, liked the shirts, liked the setup, liked the show, and all of that. And he gave me this, uh, this Barry Sanders card for a few, uh, a few bucks, or a few shirts, honestly. So, so yeah, man, it was it was it was crazy. I'm gonna share a bunch of other stuff during this episode. How was your weekend, man? How how are we getting ready for playoff sales? Oh, dude, we're getting ready. So many guys posting up flips of the week right now on the Discord server. 
Um, I've got two cards to mail out, and I've got more to get listed. Uh, I've got a Daniel Jones silver prism here that I sniped like uh, two days after Christmas for right under twenty dollars, dude. I got this for in an auction, right under twenty bucks, man. Let's go, baby. Let's go. So I got that listed. I got this Traylon Burks. Check out this Traylon Burks. Let's go. Red um, auto. This is numbered out of 25, dude. And I got this for under 20 bucks as well. Dang, this you made red. like a bandit. Yeah, I got a really good deal. Sniped it in an auction, so that's not, that's not a playoff lip. That's a hold. But, um, yeah, man, we're rocking and rolling, brother. What do you think about the lights? Do you see the lights? I was going to comment on that. I didn't know this became the a- Andy, a.k.a. Tiesto. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> AK, well, actually, not Tiesto, aka Steve Aoki. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I freaking, freaking love it, man. I love what? the way it illuminates like the cards. That change. I got to change in color. I got a little remote for it that I can change all kinds of different settings. <laughs> but right now, I just got the vibe going like uh, I love a smooth it. flow between the, uh, between the colors. And also, you see in the background, I have the fantasy football goat. Got right the LT here. jersey up. But I also had it up yesterday because TCU. Mm. Mm. Those horn frogs, man. But bro, I know you went to bed after looking at the first quarter. (laughs) 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 Them dogs, boy. Them dogs. Yeah. How how high do you think um, their QB will go will go in this draft? I want. I want. I'm going to talk about him uh, today. If not today, I'll talk about him next week. It is. It is interesting, right? Because um, he's older than I think half the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, which is crazy. Like that's just nuts. I think he's older than Lamar, honestly. Which wow. It's just. It's crazy. He's twenty. He's twenty five. So, like, he's older than, obviously, all the rookie QBs. Um, obviously, older than and than the next class, like Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones and all those guys. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. And I'm, I think he, like, his, I don't, I don't know. I've never actually looked at his autograph cards. But, up. like, he'll, he'll never be known as an NFL quarterback unless he Brock Purdy's somewhere i'm also going to be furious if brock purdy wins rookie of the year furious who do you think should get it um well i was going to ask you that i i guess i guess garrett wilson maybe i don't i don't know he's in contention i think you could also put uh kenneth walker there i think you could put it's too bad Aiden Hutchinson or the Lions got eliminated from the playoffs because Aiden Hutchinson actually led the league in QB pressures this year as a rookie. So uh, that I mean that you got to put him up there. Um, you do got Kayvon Thibodeau, but I don't think his season has been at quite as good. No, as Hutchinson's, and it hasn't been good enough for uh, rookie of the year. So I think. Yeah, Garrett Wilson's definitely up there. Uh, but Brock Purdy is definitely going to be in that conversation, man, because of of how good he's played since he's taken over that starting job. 
I mean, he ranks first in the NFL in multiple categories since taking over the starting job. It's absolutely mind-blowing. It's just a complete Cinderella story. Like, if there was a Cinderella story, this is it. So, it's just – it's going to be wild to see uh, how good he plays in the playoffs. I mean, it's just – there's really, really good, juicy storylines here for the playoffs. I pulled up this this um, graphic from the 33rd team. Apparently, using their their formula, which I guess is is part of um, the same formula that PFF uses to do their power rankings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They predicted 24 out of the last 25 Super Bowls correctly. Okay. Uh, once they got down to the playoffs, so these are the teams that that they're basically narrowed it down to is who they see as having the edge and have the highest uh, probability of, of making the Super Bowl from uh, both conferences. Love it. Which is wild that Trevor Lawrence is up there. I mean, the, the, and, and Justin Herbert, Joe, I mean, just the, you have everybody except for Kirk cousins is really, you know, all the quarterbacks from all these teams are really hyped up and have like a ton of demand and high resale values, except for, Kirk Cousins and then probably uh and then probably Jalen Hurts and, and and you know but uh Trevor Lawrence is up 40-50%. Herbert's not up to where he was at before the season. I looked at it yesterday like and it just goes back to how much hype was baked in. Like he already had MVPs, deep playoff run, all that kind of stuff baked into his values coming into the season. So there was literally, if if he did anything but play at an MVP level, plus win-loss ratio being super high like the Chiefs, his cards were going to go down, bottom bottom line, you know? Whereas Joe Burrow came in with the appendicitis, came in with more <laughs> – yes, I feel like Burrow comes in every season with question marks. He kind of flatlined a little bit, and then he's just taken off, you know? And it helps that he was there last year, and they look like – I mean – I think we can kind of talk about the fact that now that DeMar Hamlin is is recovering and, and uh, doing really well, which is awesome, uh, the Bengals scored on the Bills in the first two minutes in that game. They, they marched right down the field and scored on them, and they were they're about to score again, what, what it seemed like whenever DeMar Hamlin got injured. So I think the Bills or the Bengals are like a, a force to be reckoned with. And, and they beat Kansas City three times. Right. So they've got Kansas City's number right now. Like they're the only team that's beat Kansas City like that. So mm. such a such a, a juicy storylines to follow. Um, but I love this Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert matchup this weekend. Ah, that's just so exciting, man. I love it. Um yeah, I man. Like, you know, and I, I can't really talk about Burrow on here because, you know, it, it's just going to come off so biased. Like, it just, it just does. <laughs> but, like, he's just so good, man. Like, it's it just – it doesn't make sense how good he is at football. Uh, he's I, – I do – here's one thing I, I find very interesting about Joe is, is Mahomes better than him? Yes. Is Allen better than him? Yes. It's not by infinity that they're better than than Joe, though. And I feel as if people feel like Joe is the most like Brady, if you get what I'm saying. Like, because 
you know, all the other, you know, QBs that you have like listed in that playoff tier um, was Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence. They all have one thing in common that they have some type of freak athleticism attached uh, to to them. Some as runners, some as throwers, some as both. And Joe just doesn't have that. He's just the most elite processor you're ever going to see. He's deadly accurate. He's deadly prepared. He's so smart. His pocket mobility is so good. It's so good. He's an escape artist, dude. I That's the one thing he's got well over Brady. I mean, this guy, he escapes from pressure like uh, – like a like a Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes or something, you know, it's crazy. Some some of this pressure I see him get out of. He's just he's just really freaking good. And yeah, I mean, you can make a case his receivers are the best out of any of those guys, but man, he's just he's just he's just so freaking good at football, man. I there's just no other way around it. And I hope one day I can afford to buy some of his higher end stuff. But we'll wait until, you know, I I become big money, Steve Aoki level collection. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm interested uh, to talk about these QBs going in, you know, the the Purdy hype cycle uh, and, and all that good stuff. And I'm glad Purdy is doing what he's doing because it's going to help hobby values for sure. I, I am going to be interested to see what his print runs are going to be. I'm sure we can already look that up, but – I'm going to be so interested to see how much Purdy product will get produced. I I was not expecting him to be as highly printed in mosaic as he is, which kind of, which kind of shocked me. Um, He's in mosaic quite a bit and I know they print based on draft capital. So, and I know that they probably have to start manufacturing these sets well in advance, but it's really does seem like they, a last second added him in. I don't I don't know. Or, or increased his print run and variety. I think everybody in the hobby wouldn't mind them just pushing back product just to put him in. Uh I don't know how that how they could do that, but yeah, it's just crazy. I saw someone buy the uh uh the serial numbered um match card of his college uniform and they bought it for like like a hundred bucks and once he started playing they sold it for a thousand immediately uh college uni iowa state and you know one thing i i think about a lot andy so and i know this is like just totally random but i had the opportunity to trade a card for a um, I had the opportunity to trade a card for a coach's autograph, right? So it was a Lincoln Lincoln Riley um, on-card autograph of him and his Oklahoma days from Immaculate. And it is interesting, like, football coaches matter so much. It's not like the NBA, right? The, the And NBA coaches matter, too. I'm Phil Jackson, Steve Kerr, Ty Lue. I mean, those guys matter, but football coaches matter so much. And I would be interested in buying a Kyle Shanahan autograph card because would, would Brock Purdy be doing this on like 
could could he lift the franchise like Joe did with the Bengals, like Trevor Stone with the Jaguars? No. Uh, and and Kyle Shanahan is clear in a way the best coach in the sport right now. Um, and I know that that's that's controversial. I know a lot of people disagree with me on that. There's a lot of different guys you can mention there, but Shanahan's assistants are the best. His quarterbacks. Jimmy G, no big deal. Trey Lance, no big deal. Brock Purdy. Andy, Brock Purdy was not good in college. He was not a good college quarterback. He was a fine college quarterback, but I never watched him and thought this guy would be the quarterback of one of the Super Bowl favorites. This guy would be leading an NFC team potentially to, and they were close uh, to getting the the one seed. Mm Mm-hmm. And now they have a very favorable matchup against the Seahawks, you know, uh, it's, man. And and with the way the seeding's done, as the, the highest seed gets to play the lowest seed, you know, they're, they're not going to have to play the Eagles in the next round. They're probably going to get uh, like a combination of the Bucks or maybe Dallas or maybe um, the Giants or something like that, you know. So... Uh, it's yeah, it is interesting. I think they've kind of uh, just favorites from uh, a coaching holistic team standpoint. But Brock Purdy, like making it so seamless. I mean, I mean, he's just making it so seamless, so seamless. George Kittle's having the best run of arguably his career with Brock Purdy than uh, than he's had with Jimmy G. Or Trey, the limited sample with Trey Lance. And it's like, what do you do with Trey Lance? If, if Brock Purdy leads the 49ers to a Super Bowl, what do you do with Trey Lance next year? It, and, and, man, what what, ha- what happens to Trey Lance's card values? Which well, they're already in the tank. They're already in the, in the, uh, the pooper. And uh, your boy was wrong. That was one of my takes earlier this year. I was like, okay. They'll finish out the year with Jimmy G, bring Trey Lance back, and Trey would have more hype being the starter for the 49ers now. But even then, that's tanked now. I mean, I think you got to roll with Brock Purdy now, uh, especially if he wants a playoff game. Uh, yeah. I mean, because you still got him on the rookie, a cheap rookie deal for the next couple of years. And, you know, I. I you you could trade Trey Lance, I guess. Um, and I honestly think two things will be true this year, Andy. This is going to be one of the weirdest NFL drafts ever, ever. Okay, for for two reasons. Number one, Justin Fields. Right? Do the Bears draft Bryce Young while they have Justin Fields? Answer is probably no. The Bears are going to trade back to a team that's going to really want Bryce Young. Whoever that may be, I don't know. But what if the Bears don't? What if they do decide to to draft that? And then you also got the Eagles with all the draft capital that they're going to have. What are they going to do? Um, you know, there's so many good receivers in this draft that they can they can get a number three, a good number three. Um, whether that be Kayshawn or Jordan Addison or somebody like that. I, I, I'm going to love this NFL draft so much because there's just so many weird storylines surrounding this one. Um, but, yeah, I'm just 
Mm. So excited for this playoff run too. Yeah, uh, I I'm right there with you, man. I think there's going to be some very big trades, some really dramatic uh, trades that happen around the draft this upcoming year, with the way this is kind of shaken out. There's so many polarizing opinions on the Bears, the Texans. You got coaching changes. They finally fired Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona. So I'm like, I want to get your take on, does that mean it's like open season to buy Kyler? Because we know his cards are in the tank. I mean, they're they're probably more in the tank than Trey Lance even from what I see. Quick funny story. I made, so the last report card show, I haggled this seller. His name's Clint. He's a seller in Texas to get like a super low price on this really nice Kyler Murray card I have back here. And I made eye contact with them at the show again. And I'm like, I'm still holding this thing, man. I still still got hope. Uh, And he's a cool dude. He laughed it off. Um, I mean, if, if here's what I think, if, if for some reason they hire Sean Payton, Kyler's cards are going to sky freaking rocket mm. just because of Sean Payton. Um, I really do believe it. I really do. I And, and I know people don't like Kyler. He, he does not come off well. You have really respected guys like Patrick Peterson uh, saying what he said about Kyler. Um, though, I mean, hobbyists don't like buying guys that they just don't care for, right? Um It's a lot to do with likability, social media popularity, how you come off on the screen. And, and yeah, but I'm telling you, Sean, because look, if I was Sean Payton, I would not go to the Broncos. I just wouldn't. I would go to the Cardinals where they don't have a GM. So if you hire Sean and you hire a GM, no matter who that GM is, Sean is going to have more power than that GM, right? So let's say like they – let's just say the Cardinals are able to convince Sean Payton. They trade with the Saints. Um, the, the I don't know if they would trade pick number five. I don't know how exactly that would work. But let's just say that they get Sean Payton and they hire um, like Lewis Riddick, uh, who's obviously you know got, got a huge following. Uh, as their GM, people would be fired up about that, right? And they'd be like, "God, I got to get my hands on some Kyler." So I, I am still a believer in Kyler. I know he's small, I know he's injury prone, but when he's hot, he's hot. He's hot, man. I'm telling you, he he is fun. He is a lot of fun. But, if um, Sean Payton did go to Denver, would there be any? Spike in Russell Wilson, you think? Is there Nobody, any coming back from this season for Russell Wilson? I mean, I think it would be brief, as there is with, like, every news cycle. But not really, man. Like, I just think... He's I, too I old? Did, he's too old, and I think people got burned, right? There there was a little bit of a buying spree on, on Russ. Um, and I, I, just, I just think... I, I, I don't think people want older guys. I don't think people... Uh, you know, what, how do people feel if they still held on to Matt Stafford cards and they didn't sell during that window? I, I don't know, but Kyler's younger. Kyler's gonna, uh, uh, Kyler's going to 
um, played out. It'll um, take yeah. less of a heater from Kyler to generate the same demand it would for Russ. To, Russ would have to go on an absolute tear, just like, you know, six-game win streak, MVP consideration, playoff run, you know, and in their, in their division and everything. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I agree. This guy just messaged me back. Where do you want me to tell him to message you? We, we I mean, are, do you still are you still interested in this card? Yeah, I'll negotiate with him. What you want to send me his profile uh, or just yeah. send, send me Yeah, his? yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll Let me see. Yeah, I could I could send you this guy's Oh, yeah, I forgot you are on Facebook. Yeah, this is his name right here. Yeah, I just don't ever I you know, I barely get have get on Instagram. It's tough to ma- uh to maintain find time for all the social media platforms with everything I got going on. Well, you got a family, you got a treehouse built. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, go go uh I'm talking If I didn't uh, want to if I wanted to absolutely neglect my uh my young children and my wife, yeah, I I definitely have time for it, but uh I just sent you a message with cool. uh, his 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 name Tom Oh, let me see. I'm getting a weird call from Texas. Hold on, let me take it. Okay. Hey, what's going on? Hello. Hello. Oh, I thought that was him. It was actually like the city that he lives in. I thought that was kind of weird. I'm just a. My favorite thing about this All Stock card is it's a very pronounced neck roll on there. I wonder if there's any on. I've not even looked to see if there's any on eBay. What's the? Yeah, I, I probably should do that. I guess <laughs> I just should do a little bit of comping research. But let me pull this thing up because it's just such a gorgeous card, and it would look so good on the wall behind me. And uh, I've been hunting a Mike Allstott auto for quite some time, and this one with the Super Bowl logo, the Super Bowl thirty-seven logo. Or 36 logo? Was it 30? It was 36, right? 37. And, and you got the freaking neck roll, too. That's what makes it so perfect. Yeah, you got to have the neck roll, man. It didn't have the neck roll. God, that auto. His auto is so beautiful. For yeah, his board, auto man. is sick. Check out. Check these out. Like, uh, that flawless 20 out of 20 with the. I mean, yeah, his auto is just so sick. The Immaculate, like a little bit more, but um, they don't have the silver finish, it looks like. That one's sick. That one's sick. So this this guy's at... This this guy's at 60. Yeah, there's one that's similar. Super Bowl 37, that's a pretty cool one for 50. Oh, that one's dope right there. That four out of fifteen ruby with with Mike Allstud doing a dive. That's <laughs> so badass. I, I gotta I gotta beef up my uh my Allstud PC, man. There's too many get... good cards out there. Like he's been autoing some really nice cards. I'm gonna be honest, so I, I and I'm not stumping for this guy. I don't I don't I, I don't care either way if you actually decide to get this. I actually do like his better than all of these, though. I'm serious. Like, and uh, like he's see if it's Super Bowl. 
Yeah. I guess I guess there's just not a. Let me look under sold. It's hard to tell what set this is from. I think it's like a Panini VIP set or Panini. Right. Um. Let's see. Yeah, it almost looks like Panini VIP or maybe Rookies and Stars. I wonder if I should type out Super Bowl. Yeah, I did. Oh, man, the cheapest one. And it's not even. There we go. Oh, 20 right? bucks. That was November 16th, but yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll save that and then see see if the guy will do. I mean, he'll probably hold it for, for 20. Um, There's another one, January 3rd. Here we go. Here's one um, just seven days ago that ended for $23.50 plus $5 shipping, so 28 He may not be willing to part ways with his that cheap. That's but that tells point. me I could be patient and find patient. one. Yeah, there you go. Another reason to set up at a card show. Well, yeah, another reason to set up at the card show. I, I, I mean, that's one of the things I find so fascinating. Like, you have to be super knowledgeable because you it's going to be hard to do that comping process that quick in person because you feel that pressure, you know? Right. And some guy's looking at you like, well, you want it or not? And you're like, hold on. He's like, sees you doing research and this and that. It kind of, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you have to have a concrete strategy in mind. You also maybe need to say, oh, I'll come back. I want to make sure I walk around to the entire show. I'll come back. I'll think about it. You know, and then while you're walking around, you can look up, you know, on your phone, on the eBay app and see some comps I've gone for. Man, they got some really cool, flawless Mike Allstott cards, though. That's nasty. It's so nasty. I mean, like this golden age. Man, he looks so jacked in this. And you got the old uh, creamsicle, creamsicle uniform. That Mike Allstott picture. Mm. Mm. Yeah, buddy. No, There is not a single fullback in the league that is... As good as Michael. I mean, he's got to be one of the best fullbacks of all time. Yeah, and he's just iconic. You know, a lot of people are going to remember him, right? Like, he's um, – everybody knows who Mike Allstott is. Like, mm-hmm. And, you know, Mike Allstott and Jerome Bettis. I mean, how many running backs are you ever going to see like those guys again? Just never. Yeah, they just don't make them like that anymore, man. <laughs> And the roles aren't there for him. Like the closest guy I can even remotely think of is maybe like a Kyle Use check or something. But he's Juszczyk. not. He's not as thick as these guys, and he doesn't quite have the role. But he does have a, a nice little receiving role carved out for him in San Fran. It's he's kind of been put in a squeeze though since Christian McCaffrey came in, right? And um, now I think you get Elijah Mitchell back too. So that team is just stacked right now. And we and and I'd be remiss before we start recording. My prayers go out to Peyton Hillis. We need Peyton to pull through, man. Did you see? Did you see what he did? No. He almost drowned, saving uh, his kids. His kids were caught in like a tide, so he's like in critical condition. Oh crap, man! Ooh, Former ooh. NFL star Peyton Hillis in ICU after saving his kids from drowning. This is 17 hours ago. We need Peyton to pull through, man. What the hell? We need we need him to pull it through. I love me some Peyton Ellis. Another SEC legend. 
Well, did he save his kids? Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think the kids were saved. I think what I read oh, was yeah. he he just while saving them, he just consumed so much like salt water. Uh, um so yeah. Pain Hillis. Well, yeah, they were they were drowning in the ocean. Oh man, he's dealing with kidney. Oh, because he drank all that salt water. Yeah, yeah. Holy crap, dude. When he paid to pull it through, man. You want to you want to talk about the most obscure Madden cover athlete, video game athlete of all time? It's Peyton freaking Hillis. Wow, I miss this story, man. It's crazy. Yeah, he was jacked. But um. Well, I'm glad he saved the kids. I'm I'm sure that, you know, he feels whatever. He, he, obviously, his condition, that sucks. But, I mean, he saved his kids, you know. I'm sure he would be willing to lay his life down to save his kids. I, I would. I would just imagine. I'm sure, you know, he had no reservations when he jumped in to save his kids, you know. Oh, I know. I hope he pulls through. People are buying Herbert right now. People are buying Herbert. All right. So, yeah, let me know when you're ready and we'll, we'll steer the ship. All right, brother. I am ready. Let's freaking go. The play.